And right now, the players are out scattered. It's like that scene in Armageddon. You know, when the guys leave the oil rig, everybody's out doing something. Some dudes riding horses. Some dudes are in Vegas. This is a very scary time for a lot of the guys in the front office worried about where these players are. But what it sounds like is our quarterback, Justin Fields, is very serious about putting in that work. He's going to be spending a lot of time with Darnell Mooney. Bayless Jones Jr. These guys are ready to get to work. And to me, that's what we want to see. We want to see guys who are committed, guys who are ready to go, guys who are going to approach this season with the utmost urgency because they understand that even though everybody's coming down on them, everybody's got their little takes, they want to talk about Lewis Riddick, wants to call them the worst team in football. But we know that that is absolutely not the case. This Bears team is going to be ready to go. And you know who else is ready to go? Me. So, Sammy, let's start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports Entertainment. Like no other, it's going to be sick. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It's time for Take It to the Rank. Thank you so much for being here. Kind of a slow time for the season, but a lot to talk about. The Bears just concluded uh, their last round of mini camps before the, the training camp starts here in a couple of weeks. We just got the schedule. Uh, the Bears will be back at the end of July. Now, a little bit of housekeeping for me. I'm going to be part of the NFL Network's coverage for ITC Inside Training Camp. My assignments have not been handed out. I am still hopeful that on July 30th, back to football day, that I will be in Chicago. Like, you know, just so keep, keep your ears, keep your eyes peeled, your ears open, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good news. Hopefully I'll be in Chicago uh, for training camp at some point this offseason. But right now, it looks like, you know, the Bears are – Fired up and ready to go. We, we heard Matt Eberflus talk this week, talking about, you know, a lot of things are being made of, of certain position groups. You know, we saw Tevin Jenkins playing with the second team. We saw one of the rookies playing right tackle. And I think the one takeaway that we're trying to put out there for everybody is that it's way too early to make any sort of proclamation about this team. There is way too much left to be decided before we start saying that this guy's playing here or this guy's going to be doing this and what happens here. You know, because I think one of the things that, and, and it's kind of a, an approach that I really appreciate, is that Matt Eberflus, you know, and the utmost of football guys, is letting everybody know, look, until we see these guys in pads, we don't really know what we have with some of these players. There's a lot of guys running around in shorts, and helmets, and it's cool to look good. You know, when I played football, and although it was only the high school level, there were certain guys, typically me, uh, who were very good just running around in their shorts, very fast. But once you put the pads on, once you start to play, that's when the guys start to separate themselves. That's when we start to see the football players. So right now, it would be a, a pretty extreme overreaction to respond to some of the things that we saw during the minicamp. Now, we do like the fact that 
You know, we saw Justin Fields throwing motion. That looked to be a little bit cleaned up, and that's still going to be a work in progress. There's no, there's no expectation for him to come out there and be absolutely perfect right from the get-go, especially when you're trying to teach these guys some things and trying to teach them new mechanics, trying to work with them through their throwing motion and trying to hold on to the football and things like that. You know, there is a, you know, a learning curve, and it's going to take some time before these guys start to, you know, these things start to become second nature. You know, it's kind of like when you're learning a golf, golf swing or anything like that, you know, you're still going to chippy, chili dip your, 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 your stuff. You're going to go out there and have some issues, but ultimately you want that to become muscle memory. And that's really what we're building it for right now is that you hope Justin Fields is correcting a lot of those things. It's cleaning up a little bit of the footwork, cleaning up the throwing motion and things like that. That's all that we want. We don't need too much, uh, I'm trying to get the chat function working, which I can't see. That's fine. Uh, there's, oh my God, that's okay. Hold on. Let me, hold, oh, make sure I didn't uh, jump out of this. But let's go ahead and uh, jump into your questions right away. As you see, we don't have a guest uh, this week. So again, you know, there's some, this is kind of a dead time. I will tell you Thursday, we will still have a, uh, we will still have a podcast. We'll have Alyssa Barbieri, uh, the Bears Wire. She's going to be joining us. And by the way, WK, uh, WCKG, in Chicago, uh, we did see – hold on. I'll, I'll get to this question here in a second, but uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But what about no, – bring the question back up, Sammy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm discombobulated. The dog's walking in here. There's all sorts of things going on. Uh, what will the first-team offensive line look at the start of uh, training camp? And that's – again, this goes back to one of the things that I was just talking about a moment ago is that we brought in the rookie out of San Diego State. He was getting some first-team reps. Again, they love – and listen, this, is, this should be encouraging. I, I don't think that anybody should look at this and be disappointed that some people aren't starting or some people are starting. I think the fact that some guys came out and were so impressive and already started to show some promise, I think that's nothing but a good thing. That's what we want. We want our draft picks to be good. I mean, that, that's one of the things. I remember when Darnell Mooney first was coming into the system. You know, there was a lot of excitement or there was a lot of buzz generated. Uh, you know, because he looks so good early on. And that's what we want. We want guys, we want depth at the positions. So I, again, I really don't want to speculate too much. I know that it's jarring because a lot of people thought that Tevin Jenkins was a lock pretty much to be on the first team. It was going to be a starter, expected to be a starter. Obviously, when you use a guy who, you know, last year going into the draft, a lot of people thought that he could go as high as 20th overall. If the Bears had not moved out of that pick, to draft Justin Fields, a lot of people thought that they would use that selection for Tevin Jenkins. Obviously, you get him in the second round, tremendous value. Still have a lot of high hopes for him. I don't think that there's any reason to doubt that he's going to be in the mix at some point. But at the same time, you know, take notice that some of the guys stood out this early in the season. But again, until they start putting the, the pads on, then again, there really isn't too much to be reading into this. So I'm going to, I'm going to let the coaches do their work. And I think a lot of us, you know, we love to go out there and make our own determinations, but we're not there every day. We're not watching practice. We don't know who's doing what, who's separating themselves from, from anything like that. So, you know, it's just one of those things we'll have to wait and see. And I know it's kind of a weak answer. Everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants to know right now, like who's, who's our starting lineup. We're a lot of days away. We're 80-plus days away from starting the NFL season, so those things are going to be determined. So I do expect Tevin Jenkins to absolutely be in the mix for one of those tackle spots. So, again, until we start to get to training camp, 
that we see some depth charts kind of emerging. So we get to that first preseason game. There's really not going to be a lot that we can glean from practice. And it would be ridiculous to, to, to overreact to what we're seeing. Like nothing is determined. Nobody's winning a starting job in June. You have to go out there during training camp and make things happen. By the way, I did want to, and I started mentioning this a moment ago, wanted to let everybody know uh, we're very excited about this. And I know that I talked about it last week, but WCKG in Chicago, you can listen to the sick podcast Friday afternoons, drive time from two to three. Uh, we're going to be part of that great radio station, the world famous WCKG. And it's thrilling for me because uh, I will tell you, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, my family, they, they like what I do. They're like, that's ah, cool. Like, oh, this guy's on the uh, on the NFL network or something like that. Um, and they're, you know, very appreciative. But at the same time, you know, they're not really as enthused until, you know, until recently when uh, all of a sudden I showed up on, you know, the sick podcast and I was on WCKG and everything like that. Hopefully I didn't. Hopefully, did I fall off? Did I fall off the, the face of the earth there? Sorry, my screen is uh, is jumping around. I didn't know. I thought I lost you on the internet. I thought, like, this is the reason that we have to go to radio. Uh, I can't depend on my stream uh, to come through here. I will say this, though. It is thrilling to be a part of this great radio station. Thanks to them uh, for taking the chance on us, for putting us on the line. Uh, yeah. You know what, Jack? Thank you very much. Uh, again, like a lot of, listen, a lot of my family members feel the same way as you, Jack. They grew up listening to WCKG. I know a lot of people, it's a it's world famous. It started in 1985, the same year that the Chicago Bears won the Super Bowl, their only Super Bowl. So there's a little bit of a tie-in right there. Maybe this is the omen that we need to get me back on to the, uh, to get the Bears back to the Super Bowl. But we're excited uh, to be a part of this radio station. Some big things coming with this, the sick podcast. So we appreciate everybody. And listen, that doesn't mean that, uh, that doesn't absolve you from liking and subscribing to this podcast. Like you still have to do that stuff. You still have to show up and ask questions and do things of that nature. We're just making it easier for you. If you're driving around, I don't know, maybe you're driving down around the loop. Maybe you're driving out to Portillo's or something like that. You're like, oh, it's two o'clock. I'm going to throw on WCKG and I will listen to the station, listen to Rank Yammer on about all things Bears. And uh, this week, and again, uh, Alyssa Barbieri is going to be joining us. Looking forward to that conversation. I'll tell you this too. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but she wrote an article recently about five positions where the Bears got worse during the offseason. And I'm like, Alyssa, like, what are you writing? So believe me when I tell you, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to, I'm going to hold her feet to the fire. And we're going to get after her and find out uh, what she means by all of that. I'm going to be defending our Chicago Bears. I can't let that go. Even though Alyssa's our friend, we can't let that go. All right. Do we have another question? I don't know. I can't. Uh, here's a question. Why does the national media want the Bears uh, to be bad, like to be the worst team in the NFL? Um, you know what? I, you know what? I, I, I hear you. I'm kind of I, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like it, it, it feels like every news story that I see out of the Chicago Bears outside of my state of the franchise speech, which of course is on NFL.com right now. That's right. If you go to NFL.com slash rank, 
You can see my written piece, State of the Franchise, the Chicago Bears. I do it for all 32 teams. Uh, the Bears one's the one that I really, you know, that's the one that I absolutely care about. And it feels like that every time I see a national publication, or you see somebody, we talked about Lewis Riddick, we talk about anybody else, it feels like, and again, I know I always go back to this, to this, you know, leaning on the thing, like it, it happens with the Angels too. Like anytime that you want clicks, if you're a baseball writer, anytime you want clicks, you just write a story about Shohei Otani possibly leaving as a free agent. Because that's international news. People go out there, people pick it up. Dodger fans, Philly fans are like, he's coming to our team, all that stuff. It's a tried and true formula. You know, the editors are like, this is part of SEO. You get it out there, gets the clicks. And so I don't know if Bears fans need to take this as a compliment, if this is something that we should be proud of or like a little bit upset because nothing gets Twitter jumping like somebody taking aim at the Chicago Bears. Because we, we just can't let it go. And I guess that's probably the Chicago in us. Like maybe there's other fan bases where they're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care what this person says. This doesn't concern me. But it feels like, and listen, this is me. I do this as well. Like anytime that I see it, anytime that I see somebody out there spewing garbage about this roster, about this way this team is constructed, I can't help myself. I have to intervene. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to, you know, I have to jump in. Like if I was a, a law enforcement officer and I saw a crime being, oh, well, that's probably a bad example, but <coughs> excuse me. But if I, if I see people disparaging the bears, saying things about the bears that I feel to be not true, I always feel like I have to interject. And I know Gabe, Gabe Gray. I'll get it. I'll get it. Gabe, Gabriel and I went on Ross Tucker's show a couple of weeks ago before Memorial Day, just talking about the way the Bears are constructed. And again, it feels like we're repeating the same things over and over again. And I think the one sticking point for everybody is the Bears did nothing to help Justin Fields. They just did not. They, they didn't do it. Like well, I don't know what they were expecting. The Bears were not in a position to trade for Tyreek Hill. There was no way the Packers were going to give us Devontae Adams. I don't know what the expectation was other than to go out there and draft a player on the second day of the NFL draft, which the Bears absolutely did. They took Valus Jones Jr. And you know what? Like You can sit there and have him be a player that you didn't necessarily want to draft. Maybe you like somebody else. Maybe you like Christian Watkins. Maybe you liked uh, one of these guys. I don't know who it is. But the Bears identified Bayless Jones Jr. as a player who could come in and make an impact for this team. So they addressed the wide receiver position. That was one of the things that they needed to do. They needed wide receivers. They went out and drafted one. They drafted a highly productive player from the SEC to come in and be a part of this team. I, I don't understand. It might not have been the guy you were thinking of. But as we're sitting here today, we don't know if George Pickens is going to be a better player than Bayless Jones Jr. We just do not know. The Bears and the people who are paid 
to make these determinations decided that Valus Jones Jr. was somebody who could benefit the Chicago Bears. I'm going to lean on their expertise. Similarly, when you start talking about the defensive secondary, and this was one of the things too, and I, again, I know that I've said this before, but in case anybody hasn't seen this, and I, and I understand I'm repeating myself, but the Bears also needed to rebuild their secondary. It was bad. Like, go back and watch the tape of week one against the L.A. Rams where guys did not have a clue of what they were doing. They were not good. And while going into the draft process, I personally was hoping that they were going to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I understood what they did. And once you start getting in guys like Kyler Gordon, who's a legitimate budding superstar, Jaquan, Jaquan Brisker, who our friend Tom Hannafin talked about, during his appearance recently about how much of a stud he is, I now look at the Bears secondary. And I'm not gonna, I'm not necessarily gonna say it's the strength of the team, but I also think that it it improved greatly. And if you have a strong secondary and you can stop some of your opponents, which was a problem for the Bears last season, then I think that's that should be considered a good thing. I don't know how that's not helping your quarterback. Making your football team better helps your quarterback. Okay, picking a bunch of random receivers, giving $90 million to Christian Kirk, I don't know I don't know if that's helping your quarterback. It might make you feel better. Might draw some clicks. I don't think it's I don't think it makes you any better. All right, Simon, do we have any other questions? I'm having trouble reading them though cuz I don't have my my readers on. If we don't, I don't care. Listen, I could do uh, beat writers, uh, people at various practices uh, seem to um, – gosh, I cannot read this. This is a, the optimism. Um, you know what? Talking a little bit about the optimism surrounding this team, I think that, you know, I don't think that there's any reason for pessimism. Like, I, I really – again, I don't want to get too hung up uh, or, or too dad, like why? Well, I don't understand. I don't. I don't choose to, to 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 delve into the pessimism. I just don't. I would rather re- remain optimistic. And if that makes me foolish, if that makes me somebody who, um, you know, I, I, I get a lot of heat for this. Like, hey, you know, you're too optimistic. You're 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 a homer. You're blinded. Like, yeah, kind of. Like, I I choose to believe. Like, why would I go through life just being miserable all the time? Like, why would I just look at this situation and just just I don't know. I understand that an an optimist can never be pleasantly surprised. But at the same time, you really just need to kind of understand what's going on with this team. And listen, I'm still realistic. I'm not running out there saying this team's going to win 14 games. I'm not saying they're going to challenge the Green Bay Packers for uh, for the NFC North or anything like that. But at the same time, I do not get the criticism when people look at this team and say, this is the worst roster in the NFL. Are you not looking at other rosters in the NFL? Like, look at the NFC South. Look at this. The the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons 
are two teams that I feel could be dreadful this season. I think the Washington Commanders. Everybody, everybody raves about the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders might be the only organization in the NFL that the Browns feel sorry for. Like, have you been paying attention to what's happening with the Commanders? I mean, goodness gracious. Like, all the off-the-field stuff is not great. Jack Del Rio created a firestorm. And then they're also waiting or expecting Carson Wentz to be the savior. That's the thing that I don't understand. They traded for Carson Wentz. They went out there and actively pursued him. Why do teams continue to trade for Carson Wentz? I don't understand it. And so you mean to tell me that the Bears are worse than them? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I think, listen, there's a lot of question marks with the offensive line. And again, we're going to need to see this and see how it's going to go. But at the, very, at, the, at the same time, this team was brutal last year. But they still were able to run the football. The offensive line wasn't that bad. They weren't great. They weren't the reincarnation of the, you know, the Cowboys of a couple of years ago. They're okay. And now if they come back and they heed the words of their coach, who wants them to come in faster, leaner, meaner, all that stuff, the offensive line just needs to be middle of the road. Like, that's a lot of the stuff that I don't think people understand. And I know there's a lot of, like, I don't know. And, I, again, I saw a, a it had to be a parody account where they were talking about Matt Nagy. What plays will Matt Nagy be dialing up? None. I'm just telling you, if they get just mere replacement level production from the offensive line, if Luke Getze can go out there and just design a few plays outside of curls, that's going to be a huge improvement. This team is going to be much better off. I don't get any of that. And I don't understand. I think, again, the, 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 the mainstream media can do what they want. They can say what they want. And it's fun to make fun of the Bears. And, oh, here we come. All us meatballs, we start showing up. Like, we're walking in there. We're that guy. Listen, we're that guy in that bar who walks in and, you know, hey, I'm not going to get upset today. I'm going to order an old style. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to mind my business. But once one of these guys starts running their mouth, I can't stop myself. I got to get involved. I got to start throwing down. Like, what are you doing? Why do you think this is so bad? And then you're just acting like Justin Fields is not going to be a good quarterback, which is insane to me. Like, why does, why does Carson Wentz continue to get the benefit of the doubt? For what? For nine games that he played in 2017 where he played very well? Listen, that team was so good, Nick Foles went out there and led them to a Super Bowl. And this is no knock against Nick Foles. But we saw him close up, and we saw, like, eh, this, eh, it's okay. Like, the moves that we made with Nick Foles, kind of like what Washington is doing with Carson Wentz. But Nick Foles actually won the title. Carson Wentz, he did it.
And there's no, like, there's no, and I know like people want to come in and I listen and I, I hang out with NFL guys and they they've all got me convinced. They're like, yeah, like Carson Wentz is not the guy. There was something, uh, oh my gosh, like it, it's no, it's not great. So I, again, to me, they're not the worst team in the league. And, uh, I don't know. And people can say that. One other thing, though, I do want to want to talk about. I'm sorry. Let me check the chat here real quick. I'm sorry. I'm having trouble. We have more questions. We do rapid fire. We'll do that. Hold on. I do want to say something about. Uh, I know. I wish I would have brought my glasses. This is the problem with me. I'm an old man. I'm using my phone. My my computer fell apart at the last second. But um, let's do some rapid fire. I'll try to read them, Sammy. Let's throw some of these up. Are the Bears actually going to get start Mustafer there at right guard? Okay, listen. Here's my thing about Mustafer. I know that he was out there playing, and again, we don't want to make any sort of determinations. But I don't know. Like, who, if if he gets if he gets uh, some some you know some decent coaching, and he comes in in shape, who knows? Like again, I'm not going to dismiss a guy. Like, I'm willing to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Like, ah, what you did with Matt Nagy, that's fine. It's like kind of when one of your friends has had too many Jaegers bombs. Like, ah, I'm not going to hold you to what happened. Like, don't do it again. But uh, I'm not going to hold you to it. I, he could. I don't know. I, I know what you're getting at, and I know you're kind of thinking, like, how bad are we if Mustafer is a great option? I don't take it that way. I just take it that perhaps he's improving. And again – until we see these guys in pads, till we start seeing these guys in games and preseason games, I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold any judgment because I'm I'm the optimist. I'm the guy who always gives Bears the benefit of the doubt, even though it's probably not the wise thing to do. All right, Sammy, what do we got next? Oh, uh, who do you think is gonna be the biggest surprise this year? Well, I've talked about him. Uh, Bayless Jones Jr. is my guy. To really step forward, uh, to really be able to go out there and contribute immediately. By the way, I love the fact that we 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 ruined some dude's life. Not ruin his life, but he can't be on Twitter anymore because he called Bayless small, and we're like, dude, that doesn't seem accurate. Flipped out, deleted his account. Like, I don't understand why people just once in a while can't be like, uh, I made a mistake, I misspoke. You guys are right. He's not small. I just meant he's not super tall. Like everyone, like okay, that's a it's a dumb take, but whatever. Uh, so I obviously love Bayless Jones Jr. Uh, I do love Conga. By the way, let me tell you this too. I know a lot of people will be talking about you know some of the guys who are stepping into roles that you know kind of under the radar because we had big name guys like Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, you know, one of the best players in the NFL over the last you know decade or so, or however long he's been in the league. I thought Tonga, when he was given an opportunity, and Gibson, when he was given an opportunity, and Tonga is my guy. Watch out for Tonga this year. So I'll go Bayless Jones on the uh, offense, and we'll go Tonga. I keep wanting to say Tommy Tonga. You know, all the Bullet Club guys know what I'm saying, but Tonga, yeah, let's go that way. Okay, Sammy, we got another one. I know we got to. Are you going to stop? We're going to stop the run this season. Uh, you know what? That is actually something that, that uh, Justin Jones does really well, Justin Johnson. Um, actually, when you look at the Chargers, when he was in the lineup last year for the L.A. Chargers, and the L.A. Chargers weren't great, 
at stopping the run. But when he was in the lineup, they were remarkably better. So I really am hopeful that they can stop the run a little bit. At least, like, you know, don't let everybody run all over us. That's going to be a big thing. But, again, uh, with Eberflus, that's where I'm really encouraged. I think that we're going to go back to have a having a competent defensive system. You know, I thought that, you know, when we went, you know, when Fangio left, you know, we tried to, re- you know, we tried. We tried to replicate that success with varying degrees of success. And, you know, I, I think that Eberflus is going to bring something. And, you know what, Ill Will went out there and has done great job, or him or Berlissimo, one of the two, both of them probably. You know, like looking at what Eberflus has been able to do to help stop defenders and stop the run, I don't expect this to be the best in the league. But I don't expect it to be as big of an issue as it was last year. So that's a half-hearted way of saying, like, we'll be better. I, again, like, that's that, – that goes into it. Like, God, why, like, we're going to get better. Our coaching is better. Okay? We lost some big-name guys. I don't know. It looks bad. You know, when you, when you, hear, when you hear Khalil Mack is gone, uh, it's worse than what it is in reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not as bad as you think it is. But uh, I think we'll be able to stop the run. All right, how about how about another one, Sam? Uh, do you think Ndamukong Sue would be a good fit for our D-line? And, uh, yeah, Ogunjobi. That would be cool. Um, I don't know how pissed he is still. So I don't know if Ogunjobi ever wants to come back to the Bears after we did him dirty. Like, bro, you didn't pass your physical. You haven't signed anywhere else. So who knows? I think Ndamukong Sue, though, is going to end up going to a team that's probably closer to contending. Uh, I think I saw today the, the Las Vegas Raiders were a possibility. I would expect him to do something like that. He, he should go to the AFC West. Like, why not? Go crazy. Go join the AFC West. Go join the Raiders. Go do what you got to do. I think that would be a pretty good spot. I think, again, we'll probably see him at a team with a team that is a, a little bit closer to the Super Bowl. All right, let's go. I, I'm on fire now. Uh, Adam, with the OTAs out of the way, what are you feeling now about Matt Eberflus at the helm? You know what? That's a great question. I love the uh, the little things from Eberflus. I really just love, like, even when he comes up with the loafs and the hits and all those acronyms, I think that kind of catchy stuff, it still plays to me. And I think it still plays to Chicago. And it's the kind of cool thing that you can put on a T-shirt, which, by the way, I – I should be wearing some of the sick merch that I got because I, I ran into I ran into Sammy this week. Um, I should be wearing some of that merch. Didn't do it, Sammy. I'm so sorry. Next week, next week we'll do. It. When we're on WKC, WCKG, uh, when we're streaming on, uh, are we streaming with them right now? I don't know. Um, but in any event, I like his I like his his jive. I like his energy. And listen, I was a big Matt Nagy guy. I, I make no, you know, I don't hide from that. I do like that Eberflus is like a football guy, like a football-y guy. And I love the other day, you know, they all went out there with the Brian Piccolo jersey, the number 41, which if you're of a certain age, that really spoke to you. I don't know. Uh, and if you're a kid who only saw the remake and didn't see the original with Jim Kahn, and uh, Billy D. Williams, Lando. Yeah, Lando played Gale Sayers. Like, it's a great movie. My dad used to make me watch that, like, every year. Like, every year. Actually, I remember watching that in elementary school. I don't know if you guys were the same, but my, 
I remember watching Brian's song in elementary school. And you play the music, I start crying. Like, it's one of those things. It's like when you hear the, the Rudy music. Like, that, that'll make me start crying. I hate Notre Dame. I love the little things that we're seeing. And I thought that was pretty special. And you know what? I, I, I kind of dig it. I kind of dig his, uh, I kind of dig his aura. I kind of dig his vibe, whether he can coach or not. We'll see. And again, you know, this is the thing too, is a lot of times like, look, Matt Nagy was that hot name offensive coordinator, highly sought after. And, you know, it didn't work out for us. A lot of times, the best hires are the ones that kind of go under the radar. I mean, everyone's way, you, you know, run. like Sean McVay, like that was a highly sought after guy that really made sense, uh, went out there, far exceeded expectations. But we've, we've seen other guys, they, and we've seen some guys who have flown under the radar, who I remember when Mike Tomlin was hired. You know, not a lot of people were clamoring uh, for, for, for Mike Tomlin uh, to be the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's come out and he's been one of the best coaches uh, over the generations outside of Bill Belichick. As a matter of fact, when I look at Mike Tomlin, I always say like, can we just make him coach of the year for generations uh, based on what he was able to do with Antonio Brown and keeping that as show together. So I kind of like the fact that Eberflus was not super sought, you know, not, not like the big name. Not, not a Sean McVay type hire, but I think these kind of hires are the ones that always seem to work out the best. So I'm excited to see what he can do. All right. How about another one? Let's, uh, let's keep rolling. Uh, what do you think the media is putting out, uh, putting down our receiving core? I think that, uh, you know, I think it's the lack of the marquee names. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know what? That's, that's a big thing. It's, a, it's not a brand name, you know, like you have people who are drawn to places you know, you take somebody out to uh, to your local, like everybody's got this, everybody in Chicago, you have a place that uh, that is near your house. It's a local place that sells pizza and it's probably inside a liquor store or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like a little, a little tavern that has the best pizza in the world. And whenever somebody comes to town, you always have to convince them like, oh, we should go here. Uh, we should go to Fatelli's. And people are like, I don't know. Like, no, no, no. Like, listen, I know that you like stuffed crust or you like dominoes or whatever. Trust me, you want to go to this place. I think that's the way our receiving core is. And again, like, there's not a guy who is a Megatron or a Randy Moss type at this point of their careers, and that's fair. I think Darnell Mooney is is vastly underrated as a, as a top wide receiver. Uh, I, I do like Bayless Jones Jr., obviously, but I think guys like Byron Pringle, uh, Equinemia St. Brown, they're not like going to crush it. Like they're not, they're not Cooper Cup. But I think they're annoying enough to make big catches when you call upon them to do it. And so I kind of like our receiving core. Again, it's not flashy, but I would tell you this, Darnell Mooney would be the number one wide receiver. For the Green Bay Packers, there's a lot of teams. Darnell Mooney would be the number one wide receiver for. So I, I think that people are sleeping on the. I, I again, I agree with you. It's probably the lack of marquee names. All right, let me do one more. Uh, let me do one more question, uh, and then we'll wrap it up and get you guys out of here. True or false? The Bears 
We'll sign a free agent wide receiver or offensive lineman before going in to game one. I do think that uh, if, if somebody does make themselves available, uh, I, I really do believe that Ryan Poles is going to be open to bringing somebody in. And you hear this a lot from general managers in all sports. They're always looking for ways to improve the squad. I don't anticipate any of the names who are available right now to be signed anywhere in the near future. But at the same time, if there's a surprise cut, something like that, I think that the Bears could definitely be in the mix. I don't think that they would ever rule out bringing anybody in. I just don't think they're going to spend foolishly. And I know a lot of people were talking about DK Metcalf and some of these guys, Debo Samuel, you know, who might be a little bit disgruntled right now. The Bears aren't going to go out there and make any rash moves. You know, you've gone this far. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bears have been so prudent, so thoughtful. It's kind of like when you go out at night and you're like, you know what, I'm going to take it easy tonight. I'm not going to do anything crazy. Well, at one in the morning, you don't decide like, you know what, I'm going to start doing Jaeger bombs. And I'm not talking about anybody who just got off work at midnight, but I'm talking about if you've been out for the majority of the evening, you've abstained from alcohol, you do not all of a sudden say, ah, the heck with it. I'm going to start doing Jaeger bombs, tequila shots, or anything like that. I think that you just continue to take that judicious, judicious. I almost said it. I got it the second time. Uh, you take that, that very deliberate course of action. And I think that's what the Bears are going to do. If something happens, if somebody becomes available, if there is something the Bears cannot pass up, then I think that they will definitely be in, uh, be in line for uh, signing a player like that. But I, I listen, don't expect any miracles, okay? There's, there's, I, if, if you're asking, like, is there going to be some sort of miracle? Is, uh, is the second coming of Torrey Holt going to show up in Chicago? I don't think so. But at the same time, I won't rule anything out. But I think the Bears are always going to be looking to improve and always looking to get better. And speaking of getting better, I think these shows continue to get better. Want to thank everybody uh, who is taking time out. If, if you couldn't notice, uh, there's a pool party going on. I know you've heard some of the kids running around, dogs barking. I appreciate everybody who is who is stuck by us, uh, who kind of weathered all that to get some of these questions. I know there's not a lot going on. We're just now starting to get like to the really exciting time. You know what I'm saying? Like we've gone through, you know, kind of the dead period where we're just kind of like, yeah, we're kind of, you know, going through the motions. We're, we're watching some mini camp. We'll continue to break down some stuff. Like I said, Alyssa Barbieri is going to be joining us this week to talk about five positions where the bears apparently got worse uh, that I don't necessarily agree with. We're going to be showing up on WCKG. Like there's a lot of cool things going on with the, is the boy good by the way? I think so. Okay. Nobody, nobody's coming in and telling me that my boy's acting a fool. Is he okay? I got the thumbs up. All right. I'm trying. I trust that kid. Like normally by this time of the show, he's burst through, he's burst through the defense and has come in here and joined the show, but he's not. So he must be having a good time. Maybe, uh, just maybe, we've we figured out, we've cracked this code. But want to thank everybody to, uh, who has been here today. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure on Friday, 2 p.m. Central, if you are in the Chicagoland area, you are tuned in to WCKG in Chicago. I, listen, and somebody recorded on your phone because I'm obviously still in California. I can, I'm excited. I'm going to be on the radio in Chicago for a full hour. 
This has been my dream forever. So I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. So thank you to everybody who's helped make that a possibility. Thanks to the folks at WCKG for, for, being, for being so gracious and allowing us the opportunity. And uh, of course, we'll start showing up on their Facebook feeds and stuff. So a lot of cool stuff going on. Thank you for being here. And with that, Sammy, why don't you go ahead and play us out as I say bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.